0: hello everybody today I'm not gonna start out with boom <laughs> hello how are you this morning?
1: Oh man I'm I'm as good as I'm gonna be for the foreseeable future.
0: Well great <laughs> guys in case you're, in case you're wondering this is the NHA podcast but this is Dean. And Paul filling in for today for um, Nolan, who's taking a well-deserved vacation.
1: Um, What a slacker, that guy.
0: I know it. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even work. I'm retired, so I feel like I slack every day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you know, uh, being a Hawkeye fan, you, you don't ever get to take a vacation from that. Somebody needs to check Nolan's priorities.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nolan, come back. You got a show to run, right?
1: <laughs> you got a website to run, bro.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been keeping it active all week for him. I, I uh, with yesterday's news, I really went off on my opinion on it. And, uh, boy, did I get some reactions on that. I don't know if you had a chance to read those, read, read my statement, Paul. And, uh, and, uh. The fans who uh, reacted to it, but boy, I, I took a beating <laughs> on well, my opinion.
1: You know, well, we're, we're we're all passionate Hawkeye fans, and and that's you know, it's unfortunate, and and, and everybody's got feelings on this one way or another, and uh, you know, it, it it's just it's we're back to these binary choices of you know right and wrong left and right yes and no up and down you know it, it, right you know uh it, there seems to be very little middle ground when it comes to just about anything and and now here we are of of are we going to play are we not going to play you know uh, and uh yeah may, maybe the big 10 should have waited to to release the schedules you know until they had determined <coughs> A little bit better whether or not there, there was going to, to be games to be played. I mean, what, what would have been the harm in waiting a few more days to, to have a schedule out there, knowing that, that those meetings were on the horizon?
0: But Paul, the thing that the thing that bothers me is that they took the time to set up all these protocols to bring everybody back to campus. Yep. Try to keep and work on keeping everybody safe, which by all all facets of what I've seen on the BTN channels, the interviews, all the reading I do, the coaches and the players were happy with the situation the way it was. True. You know, they, they felt very safe, very safe and had all the confidence in it. And, and the coaches and the – I don't know who's voting no. Obviously, the presidents of the university are not listening to their coaches and players because it seems like everybody interviewed wanted to play this fall. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. At least all the,
0: all, all the coaches were ready to go out there and play. And matter of fact, Scott Frost, Nebraska, is ready to jump jump out of the Big Ten into the Big Twelve so they could play.
1: <laughs> and hey, that's you know that you know they 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 only played Big Twelve defense <laughs> since, since they since they came to the Big Ten, so they'd have they'd have no trouble assimilating back to the Big Twelve life.
0: But, right, and honestly. This is kind of off topic, but I think one of the reasons why uh, Nebraska's had some recent troubles in the Big Ten is is because they're still trying to play a Big 12 type uh, style of football, which we all know is all offense and no defense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the style of play lends itself to that. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, Ohio State, uh, Northwestern runs, you know, kind of that spread, uh, Minnesota likes to, uh, Nebraska's, you know. uh, You know, it basically, uh, you know, Iowa and Wisconsin are are a dying breed of teams that want to huddle and and whatever. And I don't know that that Iowa and Wisconsin and and, and Michigan's another team that's that's similar to that too. I don't know that they play great defense, but – Part, part of their offensive philosophy goes into defense. And, and I think when you play fast on offense, uh, it hurts your defense. Even if you have good players on defense, you know, if, if you you may have a, an eight play drive, but if you're only using two minutes to do it because you're you're no huddle, you're, you're going quick and you're just trotting your defense back out there constantly, no matter what, whether you go three and out or an eight play touchdown drive.
0: No, actually, Paul, that's actually an excellent point. I've always thought that too. That I always thought that um, Iowa's best defense was to keep their offense on for some of those patented long drives that Iowa was always known for. Methodically working their way down the field with a little pass here, a little run there, and and just chewing up clock. And that, you guess that way you keep the Purdues and the Minnesotas and the Ohio States off the field as much as possible.
1: Right. And not only that, I, part of their offensive success comes from not just your defense being tired, but, but being, getting caught out of position or, or caught uh, with, with bad personnel on the field and things like that. Uh, and so, and those things tend to happen more when, when teams are going fast, you don't have a lot of reaction time. You don't have, you know, you, you, you don't have a chance to get lined up and get guys and, and you, and so you're having to run, you know, uh, more basic defenses, you know, and, and, and things like that. So I guess what I one thing that tends to frustrate those those teams is when their offense can't get on the field for uh, long periods of time, they 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 lose some of some of those qualities of the spread offense.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, that's true. Well, getting, back, on, getting yeah. back a little bit on topic, I just kind of want to say my piece real quick about, you know, I, you know, and I do agree with you that they made this decision way too quick. I don't know what forced them to build this decision because, like I started to say, they built in all these protocols and everything, and everybody wanted to play – and so my question is, is they build a schedule with flexibility. Why not just wait a couple of more weeks, let, the, let it go, see what, see what happens, and then say, hey, we decided we want to push the season off. We built that flexibility into the schedule. We're going to wait till the end of September or the 1st of October to start. And don't worry, folks, we're still going to get a full season in because we built that flexibility in the schedule. That's why we did it. Now, that's my that's my beat. You know, is they build in their own safety measures and they're not even following them. What do you think about that, Paul?
1: Yeah, you, you know, here's if, if there's one thing that I've learned going back to March here, uh, when when this whole thing started with the coronavirus and and all these different things, look, nothing n- nothing's poured in concrete, nothing n- nothing's written in permanent marker right now, uh, mm-hmm. and so even if they they've said well we're going to push back to the spring. You know what I, I feel like? <clears throat> you know the, the Big Ten has has always kind of kind of tried to take a leadership role in college football. We we were the first to have the Big Ten Network, uh, but you know our own channel. Obviously, there's no other conference that's going to have a Big Ten Network, but <laughs> uh, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like uh, a lot yeah. of the uh, instant replay started in the Big Ten, um, and so. The Big Ten's always kind of been in this leadership role of, of trying things. Whatever. Now, the, my question is, is the rest of the country going to get on board with what the Big Ten is going to do? Or are they going to go on without the Big Ten? Because if the latter happens, uh, you know, I don't know that the Big Ten and the president and, and the ADs and the football teams are going to sit still. Uh, w- watching the Iron Bowl, watching Alabama and Auburn play without having uh-huh. Michigan and Ohio State play. I just don't know if uh, – I don't know if that how that will sit. It th- certainly won't sit well with the fans. It won't sit well. But, but here's where I think we could see some change come in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I don't know if anybody's brought this up or if you've heard of this argument because this is something I, I independently thought of. But
0: uh-huh.
1: everything it, it is money. And, uh, you know, not having fans in the stands would have lost millions of dollars, but they could have overcome that. Mm -hmm. If, if, you know, uh, a lot of where the Big Ten and these these athletic departments get their money from is from the contract from the Big Ten Network. Right. And, uh, you know, like I live in Florida. I pay extra money on my cable bill every month to have the Big Ten Network. I have to get like an extra sports pack to get the Big Ten. Well, I do,
0: too, by the way, living here in California.
1: (laughs) So if people in mass start saying, well, if there's not going to be a football season, I'm not going to pay that extra money to have the Big Ten Network, uh, they start canceling that. And then the Big Ten Network is going to go to these schools and say, look, the reason why, you know you're getting these millions of dollars is because we can sell advertising spots and whatever during these football games. If there's not going to be football games, Uh the money's not coming. You're not getting the hundred million dollars or whatever it is from us this year. And, and uh, you know, companies like Comcast uh, and and the other major uh, cable outlets, the direct TV, things like that, that are charging their customers, you know, money to, to have the, when they, when they, but they get to have their say in all of this, and if they say, "Well, if, if you're not going to play football, you know, we want our money back, or we're not paying you," th- that could, that could that could impact some change. I mean, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, money talks and bullshit walks. So we're gonna see who uh, we're gonna see who's bullshitting and who's for real here if, if the <laughs> money starts. Uh, you know, wh- when money starts entering the equation.
0: Well, you know, not only that, when you talk about the money entering the equation. What about the economic um, impact it's going to take on Iowa City? I mean, they depend on this football season, right? The the local businesses do; they live for that, and Correct. they're going to take a huge hit too. And how many of those businesses will be open next next football season when football, if it does come back?
1: Right, absolutely. and, and it's that's every major college town. That's not Iowa City, you know. We're right, not, not specific. You know that that's the one we're familiar with. You know. Um, but, you know, if students aren't back on campus, if, if uh, the football season doesn't happen, you know, the, the hotels in Iowa City, they they get used, use, they don't get usage like they do the uh, seven Saturdays a year. Right. Uh, and, and, and it's not it's not even just that they're full on those Saturdays, the rates that they can charge and, and people pay are, you know, through the roof compared to a normal you know oh yeah you
0: know, Yeah. yeah i gotta tell you a amazing. story yeah Oh, i gotta tell you a story <laughs> there's this um place in corville called the big 10 Inn, and uh-huh. you know of course when you go to the website it looks beautiful and gorgeous what it is is a rundown dive <laughs> but we had to when my mom was in the hospital at the university hospitals we unfortunately had to Try to book a room, and it was the only room we could find because it was a football Saturday in, in Iowa City, and it was the only room we could find. <laughs> I tell you, oh my God, I would never say anything like that again. And we had to pay through the roof, through that room. It was like a couple of hundred bucks a night. Yep. And,
1: and, and it's crazy, but football season for a lot of those businesses, for a lot of businesses around Iowa City, uh, the, think of the Well, I guess it's called Herky's locker room now Now, it used to be the Hawk Shop Uh, Mm -hmm. you know all of those different and and, and there's several of them you know where shirts and memorabilia and hats and and those types of things everybody gets new new shirts and hats and jackets and whatever for the new full of jerseys for the new football season like that there is a huge amount of money spent every year on those types of things Uh, and, and you know Those businesses rely on that business uh, for survival.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and it's not – you were right before. It's not just going to be Iowa City that's going to suffer. All the college towns that aren't having football are going to suffer. My thing is, is can the Big 12, who's already gone on record saying they're about 99% sure they're going to play, and the ACC and the SEC, can they actually go ahead and play or, or are they going to get right up to game time and, and pull the plug on themselves?
1: I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Well, now, again, we're talking about different areas of the country, different climates. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to get into the science too much of a virus because I'm not a, a virologist or an epidemiologist or, or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, these things if you look at the CDC data and you look at at the, the science that is out there now, now, not, not the science that is, you know, being, being reported from your local news, from, from your, you know, uh, your local papers and, and, and your, your daily porn Mm -hmm. peddlers about new cases and things like that, because the the new daily case thing, that is what it is. But if you look at the, Big picture of things: uh, one, who who is getting infected, and two, who's being hospitalized, and three, who is actually having like severe complications or dying. They're even listing it with COVID, not of COVID nineteen, and the numbers are still they're, they're a fraction of what you might see from a normal flu season. This has just been this has just been so in people's faces; they just don't
0: they just don't know how to
1: react. And, and, but I think what you're going to see in different parts of the country, you know uh, where, and, and, and uh, the further you get away from college campuses, sometimes the better, because, you know, the college campuses are very, they're, they're, they're very liberal in thought they're, you know, and and so they tend to lean towards those values. Once you get more away <sighs> from from the campuses, campuses, people's mindsets seem to be different, and, and I've noticed that for sure. Do you have any thoughts on uh,
0: that? Um, honestly, I I really hadn't really thought about it. To be honest,ly so what you're if I'm hearing you right, you're saying that the mind thinking is different when you get further away from campus because the campus is more liberal thinking.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. And, and, and who's I don't know. I never thought about it to be honest with you. Uh,
1: and, and the people making these decisions on whether or not we're going to have football. These are decisions not being made by football players. They're not being made by coaches or athletic departments. This is coming from university presidents. Uh, and, and they're they're gonna have kind of the most liberal-minded uh, of anyone and the other thing I haven't heard and and maybe it's happened I don't know but in all of these meetings that, that they're like they have with the big Ten, the, the ads are there the presidents are there mm-hmm. have, have you heard about there being doctors actually there you know do we have do we have people from Stanford? Do we have people from Michigan, from Minnesota, from, from the Mayo Clinic, from, from places where we have anybody there that says it's safe or not safe to try to play football from, from a medical perspective?
0: Honestly, that is a great question because I don't think so. And I, I think, you know what, if they've got all this science and medical data, well, then let's show it to the players and let's let the players decide. I mean, you don't really have the player's best interest at heart if you don't even let them have a a say in the, um, the process, you know. Because they've already said, they've already come out and said, if you don't want to play this year, you're free to pull yourself out and your scholarship will be waiting for you next season. Right. You know, and so... You know, they've already given the out, which I understood that Iowa had about four or five people, but they won't name the names. And now they don't have to. Right. <laughs> um, but so I don't know. And, you know, and as far as these presidents making the decision, I've, I've thought about this, but I didn't bring it up. These guys have spent an awful lot of time going to school, getting doctorate degrees, probably mm-hmm. a couple of masters, a couple of doctorates. Do these guys even know that's what sports is? Right. I mean, have they even had time to watch football? Do they even care about sports? <laughs> yeah.
1: and, 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 you know, this is – if from, – from a fan's perspective, and, and that's what I am. I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. And I'm – you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can honestly say that outside of a, a, a few, you know, uh, e- events that, you know, weddings or, 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 or graduations, I basically live for 12 days a year. The rest of this is just filler until I can get to my 12 Saturdays a year. 13 with a bowl <laughs> game,
0: you know? <gasps> oh, I know it. I know it. I hear you. I, I, I am so much the same way. Uh, matter of fact, my, uh, we have this family group chat. And as soon as word got around that, the Big Ten had pulled the plug on the fall season. They all said, we need a funeral for Dean. We feel bad for him. Right. You know, His 2020 is going bad enough already, and now his only distraction was football season is going to be gone. Right. It's so <laughs> My true. family knows me so well.
1: <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. I mean, I, I started getting messages from, from family that's like, Hey, we heard the crap news, man. You know how how are you gonna take? You know, how are you gonna deal with you know not having Hawkeye football? And i like, well, you know, I I've, I've told everybody, you know, all I have to hold on to is hope that uh, that that again, you know, five days five days ago we had a schedule come out, you know. Now yesterday you're gonna tell me that there's there's no football for the fall. Well. You know, five days from now, things could change again, especially, like you said, if if these other conferences band together and say, we don't care what the Big Ten is going to do or not going to do. There will be college football uh, in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, uh, there there will be college football in Gainesville. Uh, You you know,
0: I got to tell you, I mean, there's going to be college football. You know how hard it's going to be to watch turn on the TV and watch everybody else playing but our own team. Exactly. Well, I don't know what you how you feel about that, but I am like, you know, that is crazy. I don't think I could do it.
1: <laughs> you know that that'll feel like going to the strip club but it'll only be dudes dancing. Like like I don't want to do that. You know like It's just not the same.
0: I agree. (laughs) Oh, Paul, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Maybe on that note, we should move on to our next topic. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. You know, I I think I did want to say one more thing on this, and that is okay. as much as I want to hold out hope, I, I'm concerned about what could happen uh, if they. Well, let's let's say they they do officially say no matter what we're gonna we're gonna go in this in the spring. We feel like by the time February or March rolls around, it's gonna be safe enough to play. Uh, we'll, we'll be a year into to this COVID nineteen, and we, you know, it, maybe there's a vaccine at that point. Maybe there isn't. Um, but I, I have a feeling that no matter what happens, if, if they don't play in the fall, we're scrapping this season because there just isn't a way to get football played in the spring, uh, that, you know, eight, 10, 12 games, whatever it's going to be, especially if these other conferences go ahead and play in the fall, then there's no point for the big 10 to play in the spring. honestly. And, right, and, you know, you're going to have at that point. Now you're going to have guys that, that you know, may, maybe the Big Ten says, okay, well, all of you guys are going to be eligible for an extra year. Okay, fine. But you're also one year closer on your clock to being able to go to the NFL. Guys who, who you know, because you got to be three years out of high school. Well, you know, so now you're going to have even more guys that, would have played this year that would be leaving for the NFL. I, who, who knows what kind of situation the Big Ten, the players, the the teams are going to be in when, when guys are saying, well, I would have played in the fall, but now I've got to get ready for the combine.
0: Right. You know,
1: I, and, and you know, for all of this crap, uh, we could have played in the fall just like the SEC, whatever. I'm done. I'm done with this, you know, whatever. The, I've got my degree now. I can leave. I can, I can do whatever. So I <coughs> – you know, my, my guess is that either the Big Ten finds a way to, to get it played here in this fall in some fashion, or we just you know we aren't going to see Big Ten football again until September of twenty one.
0: Right. That's. Well, I know guess. that Iowa. Yeah, I know that Iowa's given their players the next few weeks off. So if the Big Ten comes out next week and says, "Oh, we're going to play," they're going to look like they're going to look bad. They're just going to look like herky jerky and you know, and to be totally honest, if the Big Ten came out now and said we could play football, they changed their mind. You know, they're just—they just lost all credibility because they've already losing credibility with the way they handled this in the past week.
1: So, well, I, you know, America seems to have a short uh, memory, short attention span for all of this uh-huh. stuff goes uh-huh. right down the memory hole. You know, uh, I mean. How, what what, what, we're just what we're we're seven months ago we were impeaching the president i don't think anybody even remembers that you know what i mean like the what stuff that happens five minutes ago people forget about if the big 10 came out today and said you know what we may have pulled the trigger a little too quickly on 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 this we're 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 gonna take a wait and see approach we've got a little bit more time uh you know, we'll we'll talk about it today, and then by you know by by tomorrow, by Friday, you know, life has already already moved on. Okay, well now we're just waiting. You know, we're back in the wait and see mode. So I don't know if, yeah. from a credibility standpoint if uh I, I guess all I'm saying is uh, credibility is not really the problem here. It's, it's just a matter of uh, I, I my personal take is they definitely pulled the trigger too quickly here, and, and they they made a a decision without kind of uh, they made the decision trying to be the leader and hoping everybody else is going to fall in line. And when everybody else doesn't fall in line, uh, you know, I, you know, I I, I can see them backtracking.
0: Yeah. How much do we blame the PAC 12 for this? Because the PAC 12 is the one that supposedly came out with this medical report. You know, I'm going to assume it's from Stanford because of their renowned medical school. Yeah. But, um, um, how much do we blame them that they put pressure on the the Big Ten, saying if you if you pull the trigger, we'll pull the trigger, and then everybody else will follow suit. Of course, we know that the other three conferences aren't going to follow suit. I mean, that's almost a guarantee that they're going to go ahead and play because they're not they're they're smart enough to keep keep going.
1: Right. Well, <clears throat> you know, I, do we blame the the Pac-12? Do we blame the MAC? I think the MAC was the first. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, division one, whatever you call it, the the FF, yeah. FBS level uh, conference that came out and said, "Well, we're not, we're not going to have a football season." And you know, uh, look, it it was to the point where Notre Dame essentially joined a conference. So, I mean, the idea, the the, the effort has been made on all fronts to to have a season, all, all of the protocols were put into place. The coaches uh, have been out there. Jim Harbaugh has been putting it out there. Uh, uh, Nick Saban, certainly, you know, with comments like, look, mm-hmm. the players are safer with us in our, in our care and our facility than they would be anywhere else.
0: Why doesn't the president understand that? Because now they're going to send these kids back home. Well, I thought they'd be sending them home, but actually at Iowa, school starts in about another week. So... Um, class to start so maybe they won't be sending them home but now now they're giving these kids the freedom to interact with the rest of the student body which I know they're still coming on campus because my grandson moves in on the 18th into his dorm (laughs) so they're still expecting kids on campus so honestly I think they put the football players more at risk now than they did if they were locked up in a hotel or in a dorm separate from everybody else Mm.
1: Well, this is uh, this is where we need the media to do their job on both sides because, you know, they, they we we heard the stories about the the Clemson players and and whatever that that they had you know tested positive, and, mm-hmm. and we, you know we we heard about those things two three months ago and haven't heard a, a peep since right apparently right. apparently the twenty four players or whatever have, they must have all lived because we didn't hear anything about uh, Clemson football, you know, turning to ash. So now this is where the media needs to to, to do what they're supposed to do and and report all sides. If if the players don't come back and and whatever, and all of a sudden, you know, Iowa has 25 new cases of of Corona uh, after, after all of this, then they need to report that too and say, well, you know, since the players weren't together, weren't basically quarantined with each other, the, the, the mm-hmm. protocols weren't followed and whatever we actually, the, the schools put those players in more danger. They need to, they, they need to be holding the, this other way accountable too. Cause you know, they'd be reporting it. If 10 new cases popped up on the Iowa football team, they'd be, you know, Rob Howe would be out there writing a story about how it, how Iowa endangered their student athletes
0: Uh, yeah this is one case where we're all going to love Rob Rob Howe because he likes to find the negative in everything and he'll find it for us buddy
1: (laughs) that's right that is right uh, I I guess you did have some other topics you wanted to get to uh, unless uh, did you want to put a bow on this did you have any final thoughts
0: um, well, you know, we got it. We got a few minutes. Let's just quickly talk about, you know, since we're not going to have a season, our personal favorite game that we may have actually attended or watched on TV that over the years that that just kind of sticks with us and it's just kind of like one of your most enjoyable games. Paul, I mean, do you have one or two in mind that you just like? Man, I just I, I watch that game over and over again. Oh yeah, I have two. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's hear it, let's Paul. <laughs> so, um, all
1: right. So my first one is the uh, the Outback Bowl from two thousand and four, January one two thousand and four, against Florida. Uh, so you know Nate Chandler, ten win ten win season, Bob mm-hmm. Sanders, uh, you know uh, Eddie Hinkle, Clinton Solomon, um, just. Uh, yeah, those vaunted Gators who, you know, I I heard after the fact, I think maybe it was Hinkle. One of the players that they they said that the the Florida Gator team that they played, they, they talked trash all week long. Uh, They were talking trash out on the field and you could even see at one point uh, they were saying something and it was Matt Roth and one of the guys just turned around and pointed up at the
0: scoreboard Oh, yeah, Matt Roth would do that, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the infamous Gator Chomp game where, you know, he sacked uh, Leach, and he got up and, and did the Gator Chomp and, and everything. <laughs> so, uh, oh, What
0: was the final score of that game? I don't, I'm having a hard time remembering that game, that one in particular.
1: What was the what?
0: What was the final score on that game? I, I'm having a hard time remembering that one. It,
1: it ended up 37-17, but it was not that close. Uh, right. Uh, Florida scored a, a trash time touchdown with say like 2 minutes left. It was 37-10 at that point. Oh, okay. Uh you, you know I I and by the way, Iowa did what Iowa does. Um they they got up a a decent sized lead. I want to say it was it was maybe like 34-10 in the third quarter and you could tell we yeah. we, we we took our foot off the gas a little. We we were content to to win that game thirty seven seventeen.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Does that ever bother you that we always take the gas off the second half? If we build a decent lead we we take the foot off the pedal on the second half. That just it, bothered me on no end. <laughs> it, it
1: it can bother me. Yeah, it, you know, I mean Look, there's no – Iowa does not need to to put up 70 points on on a team because they can. They don't need to to go out and and thump uh, Miami of Ohio because they can. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with sticking your foot on somebody's throat, especially if it's a good team. And, you know, so, yeah, when you you get Florida 34-10 to – Uh, no, I don't want to see three runs in a punt because we just want to, we just want to milk this thing out through the end of the game. No. Right. You know, throw me a reverse, throw me a, this is the time, you know, when I, I want to see us open the playbook completely, be be absolutely completely unpredictable. (laughs) Right. Which is sort of like what we saw against USC this year, by the way. So maybe that philosophy has changed a little bit.
0: Well and you know, as a matter of fact, USC is one of my two or three favorite games of all time. Mm. That you know, matter of fact, BTN replayed it this week and I made sure I had it on tape so I could rewatch it. But um, yeah, that's what but, but I think my all time favorite is this is going way back to Hayden Fry okay. is the um, Freedom Bowl that took place uh, on a rainy night with Chuck Long. Is. Just went off with I think about 400 yards passing or something and a whole mess of touchdowns I forget how what they were against Texas and at that time you know you know beating Texas was that was something right. you know you know and Texas didn't even think we belong belong there because we we didn't have quite the year we thought we were going to have that year and so Texas was bad mouthing Iowa didn't think that Iowa should even be playing them because we weren't that good and we just go out and destroy them in a, in a rainstorm <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah and I remember Hayden Hayden really wanted Texas uh, you know they they I think it, he he, he what would, would have liked to have coached at Texas uh, I think he was you know a longhorn uh, you know but yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. They were interested in him, and, and uh, you know before he came to Iowa, and thing like things like that, and uh, I think he, he really wanted to you know, pour it on on the Longhorns that night, and, and I know exactly what game you're talking about. I want to say Iowa won that game like fifty five to ten or something.
0: So yeah, it was very close, like that. Yeah, just Chuck Long just had a great night, and they actually replayed that game on BTN, but I've only seen it replayed once. And if I can ever get, catch that game again, I'll get it back on tape again. But, um, and so, yeah. And then, um, I, another game, you know, of course, the USC game I already said was one of my favorites. And, uh, and, but another one of my all time favorites is, um, is a couple of years ago when we destroyed Ohio state.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know, when nobody, nobody saw that coming, including the fans, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Here's what's crazy about that game is um, I went out with my son son-in-law and my grandson and we went to a movie because mm-hmm. I thought, you know and this was during the game and I knew I knew it was going to be during the game but, you know, I said you know, guys, I, I'm i better off going to the movie not thinking about this Iowa game I can't watch us get destroyed and yeah. just be too hard on me. And I said I'd rather just come come back at the end of the game see what it looks like and hear what the final score is and catch some replays or something and we get in the car and it's just going to halftime and we hear the score of the Iowa game and I'm going no no (laughs) yeah Yeah. yeah. but you know the um the fact to that is is they were going to the apple store to get um two new iphones for the grandson and himself and so I walked in there because they had a huge screen TV, probably about 70 some odd inches in there um, with the game on. So I went in and while they were negotiating their phone deal and taking forever, I got to watch the whole second half inside the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I have two other kind of favorite. I have one favorite game and one favorite moment. And it's funny okay. that they both involve Michigan. So, my other favorite game was the 2002 game up in Ann Arbor. Uh, you know, Iowa I wins that game 34 to nine, just completely dominated Michigan that day. It was Michigan's homecoming,
0: and uh, uh, you know. Oh, I remember that game so well Brad that I was out of town. Yeah, yeah. so I, I remember I I had to go to my brother's house to watch it when nobody was home before I could go back to my own home anyway go on
1: <laughs> so I was I was in boot camp at the time in uh, in Illinois huh. and uh, okay. my, I had just graduated and my family had come up for my boot camp graduation and uh, I, I they gave us you know they gave us a little freedom for that weekend to you know because we were we, we had graduated and so uh, liberty is what they called it you know they gave us they gave us 40 hour liberty huh. and, right and uh, so we, we went to a sports bar there in Illinois and watched the game. It was me and my grandpa, my grandma, my mom. And, uh, you know, it, it you know, to just sit there after having just gotten, gotten through boot camp and, uh, to watch Iowa, just put it down on, on Michigan at Michigan. It, it, it was, uh, you know, a, a day that will live in infamy for me. But I think my favorite moment, uh, that I, you know, when I close my eyes and I think Hawkeye football and and and, and every it was 2004 also against Michigan. Um, uh, this was a game Iowa lost, but uh, you know, Drew Tate is back to pass and he gets his helmet ripped off and uh. he stands in there and he throws what would have been a touchdown pass, but the the you know, it was blown dead because that you know, that was the rule then that you know, if the one when the helmet comes off. The play is dead, mm-hmm. but it was at that particular moment. And so and, you know, Iowa lost that game and, and they had, uh, I think a week earlier or, or two weeks earlier, I think it was just a week earlier, gone out to Arizona and had gotten the, the worst beatdown of the Kirk Ferentz era, as far as I can recall, uh, out, outside right. the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I, the, yeah. I forget the, the Rose Bowl and uh, and that game out in Arizona like against Arizona State, but you, you could just see from that moment on, this, it was a different football team. And um, the, the attitude of the team completely changed. And it, it was at that moment that, that basically the team said, okay, you know what? We've got our quarterback. Let's go kick some ass.
0: Yeah. And I think so, after that Michigan game, they went on a run, right, after that? Yes.
1: Yeah, because they ended up, you know, sharing the Big Ten title with Michigan.
0: Right. Yeah, it just lost
1: another conference game. That was I, I want to say that was the only conference game they lost that year.
0: Yeah, I and I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I just I remember that game and like you said, I do remember it being a turning point in the season because even when I was watching the game, I thought, Holy cow, we're not as bad as I thought we were gonna be. And you know, we hung in. I mean, it's a moral victory. We hung in there with Michigan on this one. Right.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And, and like I said, from there, like the entire attitude of the team changed. It was it, it was almost as if you know, like they were looking for that leader, that that mm-hmm. Bob Sanders like leader because Bob was gone from that from the team before. You know, he he was drafted yeah. Colts, and uh, you know, so now they were like, oh, well, who's going to be our tough guy? Who's the guy that we can all look at and go, you know, he he he's he's bringing it. And it became obvious Drew Tate was that, that guy, and. Uh, and, you know, and we went through what like nineteen running backs during that season.
0: <laughs> oh my God, yes! Oh my God, yes! I remember that. Somehow we made it through with 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 <laughs> with our sixth, seventh, eighteenth <laughs> yeah. running backs. I, I,
1: they they were a running back injury away from from me being a ball carrier. You know, like it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But so I mean, start and, but,
1: looking around, going, "Hey, can you, you know, are you amiable? Can you walk? Uh, <laughs> are you running back?
0: You know, yeah." It seemed like we were throwing at almost every play after the, after after that ones once the season got rolling because they had to roll Drew Tate out of the pocket to get get passes, it. and I don't know if Iowa's had a better quarterback to do that. Than Drew Tate, I mean, then you think about it; they pretty much you know keep those guys in the pocket. Now yeah. they don't let them roll up too much anymore. And,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I, that was yeah. They, they they did a little bit with St- uh, not Stanley with uh, with uh, Stanzi.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah,
1: of course it, 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 it was a rollout in the end zone that that, that got Stanzi hurt. Otherwise, we probably beat Ohio State and uh, in that two thousand nine. But that's okay. you know. Uh,
0: yeah, we wouldn't have lost the Northwestern, and we probably would have beat Ohio State. You're right. <laughs> I think it was but I think anyway.
1: Kenny Rupin, yeah, go ahead. I think, was his name from North, Northwestern. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's not welcome inside the state lines ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he cost us a national championship. <laughs> that's right. Thanks to you, my quarterback is
1: dragging his leg. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I know Stanzi came back for the bowl game, but I don't remember how what bowl game they were in or how they did that particular bowl game. Oh, that was
1: the Orange Bowl against uh, Georgia Tech.
0: Oh, okay. That, was, that was that also the same same game that I can't think of his name now, but there was Micah Hyde, and I can't think of... Um, Sean Prater oh, was the other corner.
1: Who? Sean Prater was the other corner on that
0: team. Okay. All right. What I was thinking was... um. Darn it. The guy who died. What was his name?
1: Oh, Tyler Sash. Yeah.
0: Tyler Sash. Where they, where one of them intercepted the ball and they played flip-flop going into the end zone. I think one passed it back to the other. One passed it to the other. Made a couple of good moves. So was that in the Missouri game?
1: That was the Missouri game. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That That is, that is one of my favorite moments. You know, so I'm glad I remembered it. I just couldn't remember uh, <laughs> which and, game it was.
1: And you know that that uh, that game against Missouri, Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback.
0: And mm-hmm. uh,
1: you know, I'm 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 here in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a Jaguar fan, and and, uh-huh. and that was that 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 was his last game until he came here. And I think I was screwed with his head because he was never the same quarterback after that. So. Uh, yeah. He up here for, you know, gave us three bad years of football. Uh, appeared <laughs> to be afraid of his own shadow. You
0: know, it was so.
1: Oh. We went from yeah. Blaine Gabbert to to them.
0: Yeah, I forgot yeah. that you live right down to the heart of SEC and Atlantic Coast Conference football.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Man, you, you got it. You got, it, you got it coming from that. You all directions there. <laughs> I yeah. really
1: do. Yeah, and, and you know. Which is why, I mean, I, I, I feel like I've got a pretty good pulse of what's going to happen down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, again, I, 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 I don't want to get overly political on stuff, but I will say that you can't listen to everything you hear um, in, in the media and that, like about Florida and, and things like that. Or, you know, right. Right. Florida is not a big ball of ash. It's just not. The theme parks have opened up. We've got, you know, now it's not near at capacity or anything, but Universal Studios is open. Walt Disney World is open. Uh, You know, if we can have these things, the zoos are open. the, The, You know, hotels are opening back up. We have travel going on here in the state and people coming from outside the state here and things like that. If, if all of that, if all of those things can happen, we have the kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I, I mean, like the little kids, the elementary school, kid, you know, the high school kids, I mean, the kids are going back to school, things like that. Right. If, if all of those things can happen. And then you're going to try to tell, you know, that the fans here that the Gators can't play in the swamp or the Seminoles can't play in Dope Campbell. I, I just don't see – and, and our, our governor – remember, it was our governor. This is why we have the NBA here in the bubble and everything. It was our governor who said, hey, if your state won't let you play, you can come to Florida. We'll let you play.
0: Right. And so, well, that you
1: know, it's just a different mentality here, man.
0: Yeah. And you guys were a hot spot at one time, but are you still kind of a hot spot?
1: I don't know that we were ever really a hot spot. South Florida, okay. the Miami area, you know, it, it's sort of like it, it would be like saying New York is a hot spot. Well, no, New York City was a hot spot, right? But, but Buffalo wasn't having a problem, or Albany wasn't having a problem, or right. The upstate well, New York areas not having a problem.
0: Yeah, just like California. California is truly not having a problem. It's just Los Angeles area and san francisco and unfortunately the town i live in bakersfield um is the number two hot spot in the state right behind los angeles but we're right next door to los angeles so it stands to reason that yeah that if los angeles is having a problem we're having a problem because our people our people live here and work in los angeles and vice versa yeah yeah
1: and you know the other day there was a story from the florida times union and uh, the story was that we we're, were—I think—I think it was like three or four days in a row where we had uh, lower numbers of confirmed cases. You mm-hmm. know, three or four days in a row, few, fewer cases. Fewer. Cases. Well, the, the author of the story mentioned no less than five times in the story that fewer. Tests had been performed uh, to go along with the fewer positive cases.
0: Right. You know,
1: so, I mean, it's, it's, they can't even try to give good news without trying to ensure that they put a little panic in there at the same time or, or, right. You know, it's like it, it, it can't just be that we have more cases. Well, we have less cases, but we, testing has slowed down. Okay. Fine. Right. But, you had to get, and I counted it, it was the sixth paragraph in where they said, well, we only, you know, there was only like 8,000 reported new cases, you know, for, for that day or whatever. The sixth paragraph down, they mentioned that the total number of cases that had perfor- that, that were performed to get to those 8,000 mm-hmm. uh, 8, cases was like, uh, I think it was like 65,000 tests, something like that. So, right. even, <laughs> if, even if even if if that's a lowered number of tests that were done for that, sixty five thousand tests were done, and only eight thousand of them came back positive.
0: Like we're what is that, like five percent?
1: I am not even sure what it is off the top of my head, but that sounds about right. Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: the The point is, it, it's all about it's not just the data. It's how the data is being presented to us. And so that was my point about Florida is it's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah. I'm sure you remember hearing back in, I think it was March or April, the media had put out there, we had reopened our beaches and this Mm -hmm. was a big deal that, that, you know, the state of Florida was going to, to turn to ash because we had reopened beaches. Well, that story Made it. Made its fifteen minutes, and then completely disappeared, and never brought back up again. Like, okay, so let's let's check back. Remember when we said that Florida was going to be a pile of ash because they opened the beaches?
0: Right. That never
1: happened. Never. See,
0: happened. that's it. You no, know, you know, that's what's sad about here. California is is our beaches. Some of them are open, but most of them are are closed. Um, I mean, they're allowing you to walk on the beach for exercise or get in the water and swim or surf or something, but you can't just put up an umbrella and camp out on the beach for the day.
1: That's what, that's how they opened them here, but go ahead. Okay.
0: No, that's the way it is. And to make sure that it doesn't happen, they've closed all the parking lots around the beaches. (laughs) (laughs) So that if you actually wanted to do something like that, you're going to have to park miles away and walk with all your gear. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> so you've got to park
0: and walk to the beach to walk on the beach right freedom and then baby, i guess freedom <laughs> yeah and then you're only allowed an hour on the beach to begin with oh. but i mean you know and so i mean there's some crazy things and i know we've gone way off topic but this sounds like a probably a good place to wrap wrap things up
1: and probably, uh, yeah <laughs> definitely i
0: thought Paul, this has been a great, great podcast. I've enjoyed interacting with you and, and um, it was fun.
1: Oh, you know, the pleasure was definitely mine. Uh, We'd love to have you on uh, our our big ass Herky Legs podcast. It's definitely something we want to do. You know, and and this is our bad, this is our bust, but uh, we definitely want to mention to everybody to uh, check out our website at 247hawkeye.com. And, and as always, you know, we are sponsored by the Iowa answering service. Uh, so we want to make sure that we, uh, we, we put that out there. Sorry, Nolan, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that we, we kind of goofed up on this to the end, but, uh, yeah, and I even
0: had a note right here to make sure I plugged it and I kept forgetting to plug it. <laughs> so,
1: um, you know, guys, if, if you're still listening, make sure you visit, uh, the, uh, www.iaanswer.com. See what they can do for your business. Make sure that, uh, Somebody's always available to answer your call, uh, so that you know your business can be as profitable as as possible. So, uh, yeah. all right. Well, Dean, uh, again, I, I thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. And uh, I hope that I, I appreciate you to... coming
0: on and helping. I, I, I appreciate you coming on. It's always better with at least two of us, exactly, you know. You know so. Well anyway, uh, let's just end it here and guys, I'm just going to kind of end this like if Nolan were here, he tells you not to be a pussy Will also facts over feelings, so that's how we'll end it. Excellent. Have a great day everybody. Go Hawks. Hey, um, guys I just want to thank you guys all. This is an extra segment that I'm adding at the end. Um, thank you for your prayers, your support, and everything. This is Dean, by the way. Um, as I go through um the next um three weeks are going to be really challenging for me um a lot of tests some uh, surgeries in there a lot of traveling between bakersfield and los angeles so guys just thank you for all your love and support